today we are joined by the number 20 overall prospect in the Seattle Mariners organization, right-handed reliever Sam Delplane. In three minor league seasons, he has dominated at every level he's pitched at, supported by a 2.29 ERA and 270 strikeouts in just over 160 innings pitched. Not only that, but he opened many eyes after a dominant 2019 campaign as he was named to the mid-season California League All-Star team, the AFL Rising Stars team, as well as MLB Pipeline's second team prospect team of the year. Not only that, but earlier this offseason was promoted to the 40-man roster for the Seattle Mariners. Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. So let's start off here and go back to 2020. I know it wasn't an ideal season for any minor leaguer at that point. You spent the majority of the season in Tacoma at the Mariners' alternate training site. I was wondering if you were able to take any positives out of that season despite the difficult circumstances. Yeah, I just kind of learned a lot about, you know, my routine and everything, you know, what's necessary that I really need to do each day. What do I got to hit? What do I have to do? Um, and then, you know, just kind of a lot about my body and the game and, you know, what I really needed to do to get ready. And I finished the season a little banged up um, towards the end. So, you know, I kind of had to structure my offseason around that programming with throwing and everything. But you know, the one thing about it is because we had that extended period in quarantine, so I was able to lift more, obviously. Um, I was very limited with my throwing, however, which really affected me at the alternate site because I wasn't able to really get outside and didn't have all the resources I needed, throwing partners and everything. So, um, you know, going to that, the strength part was huge for me. So kind of like I'm bigger and stronger than I've ever been. So I'm really looking forward to that part of the season this year, see how that translates. Yeah, that's excellent. And speaking of the offseason, Max mentioned this briefly, but Jerry DePoto recently added you to the 40-man roster in order to protect you from the Rule 5 draft. How much has this move boosted your confidence heading into 2021? A lot. Um, obviously, it's great. You know, um, I didn't, you know, pitch my best at the alternate site. You know, to know that they still value me and still have a plan for me is huge. You know, that type of confidence for me, you know, means a lot that they value me. And then just, you know, stressful you know not knowing where you're going to be and so getting that sigh of relief that you know they want me here and I'm going to be here you know me like for you know my mentality you know the clarity of it's huge yeah and I touched on this a little bit in the open I was taking a look at your numbers and I think your strikeout numbers are very very fascinating uh going back to college struck out 210 batters in about 200 innings which of course is very good and then it skyrockets through your first three pro seasons to 270 and 160 innings or so for a K per nine of 15.1 I was wondering what adjustments you made if at all from your transition to college ball all the way to pro ball definitely a lot of it was the resources um you know I love eastern Michigan i you know, I'd recommend anybody go there, but, um, you know, the, the, the resource I'm going to have in a mid-major. And this was the other thing too, is like when I was there, we didn't have rap Soto and, you know, the, the minds we have here at, uh, in Seattle, I'm going to get back to Eastern Michigan a sec, you know, we have Taylor Ben who just got promoted to the big league strength staff, athletic trainers, fantastic. And then my strength coach, Mikey Sadler, then pitching coach, um, Rob Marcello and pitching quarter Max Wiener. They gave me a plan based off my pitching shapes in the rap Soto and said, this is what you need to do do this, aim for these pitch shapes and go and run with it. And that's what I did. And with all those guys helping me, all the stuff I did, drills, stretches, mobility exercises to give me better spots so I could better execute that plan was huge. And then, you know, going back to Eastern, we didn't have that in a sense. My college pitching coach, Mark Vandermeer, was fantastic. But, you know, we didn't have the rap soda. So it was more of like an eye test, like here's what you can do. And I was pitching to certain spots which he thought were good. And I thought were good at the time for, you know, most college pitchers where they had success. And 
you know, especially showed my sophomore, junior, senior year when he came in that I pitched really well under him. I made a big jump from my freshman year, but for me, they weren't the right spots. Now, that being said, for most people, his uh, way he executed a game plan and want to go about it works. But for me, it was kind of like, that's okay, but I could be so much better doing something else. And that's no knack on him. We just, like I said, we didn't have the resources at the time. Yeah, and you speak to your resources a little bit. One of the pitching coaches you had in Arkansas 2019 was Pete Woodworth, who was, of mm -hmm. course, promoted to the Mariners uh, this past season. And I think he won Coach of the Year in that league as well. Can you talk about a little bit about his impact on you as well, what you guys are working on on a daily basis in order to stay healthy and then improve spin rates or whatever it may be to be as effective as possible? Yeah, so all that kind of like mechanical stuff and the real big tweaks happened with Modesto. And okay. then when I got to Arkansas – with Woody, it was like, now you've done it. Like, you know what you need to do. Like when I was in Modesto, it was more development. It was like, okay, let's get the fastball up in the zone all the time. Let's work on the ride. Let's work on the slider. Let's get it here, there. Then when I got to double A, it's like, okay, you've got these weapons. Now he's like, let's really utilize them and learn how to set up hitters instead of just like, we're going to do this because you need to do it. And it's like, you're going to do this because you're supposed to do it. So it was really more of like learning how to pitch. And, you know, I got to give credit where credit's due. You know, Woody was, ex you know, Excellent with that, but then really Joe Odom, Cal Raleigh, Nick Thurman, and Joe DiCarlo, who's no longer with us, the Mariners, nor is Thurman, they were like my catchers. I mean, I give them all the credit. You know, they were very attentive to what I was trying to do. They knew my game plan. They knew what I want to do against the other hitters. And, you know, I like I wouldn't be where I am without another one calling the pitches. And to have someone who knows what you're going to do behind the plate so I can be mindless up there and pretty much just shake yes makes it so much easier. Yeah, and referring back to that strikeout rate and just your success, a lot of that can be attributed to your slider. I was looking at Baseball Savant, and it shows you had the second highest swing and miss rates for a slider of anyone in baseball in the 2019 season. Uh, and adding on to that, Fangraph's Zips projections for CU as the second best Mariners reliever uh, by the end of 2021. How much do you weigh these stats and projections as you look forward at your projectability moving forward in your career? Not at all, because, you know, nothing no, that doesn't matter. Um, Obviously, it's great to hear that, and, you know, it's cool to know, but like I said, like, I can look back this year, like, that's, you know, I'm sure whatever they had, they could have me project the pitch and bullpen this year, but it's a human game. The computer doesn't play the game, you know. Um, I wasn't as healthy as I should have been going into camp in terms of, of, you know, arm health and didn't have the resources, so all that, you know, gets thrown out the window. So it doesn't mean anything if you don't perform, but, you know, the way that their projections work, it's good to know that if I play to my ability, then that's what I'm capable of at the same time, but all the analytics stuff, it's great. And I love it. And I ride or die with it. But in the game, it's a human game. The computer's not the one throwing the ball. The computer's not the one calling the game. They're not swinging the bat. So, you know, in my opinion, you take that information, you build you build a plan off that. But at the, at the end of the day, you know, you got to do it yourself. And then you kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier, talking about your catchers and so forth. Uh, you've been such a big part of the Mariners farm system the last couple of years. And what I think is so cool is that they've really bundled all of these prospects together to try and build that culture mm -hmm. and embrace that positive culture. Uh, you know, that Arkansas team in 2019 had plenty of Mariners top prospects on it. How did that play a role going or in your professional career so far? Just talking about being with these guys who you'll very likely be at the big league level with very soon. You know, a lot of people talk about the, this is my view. A lot of people talk about development, um, and, you know, it's like the weight room and everything, you know, making sure like we talked about the pitch shapes, that's half of it. The other half, I think, is winning and learning how to win. And that's what we did, that core group. We learned how to win together and we knew what was expected of us as a team. And, you know, I've played on 
college teams. I played on summer ball teams, you know, even my first couple of years. Sometimes you win a game and you're kind of surprised, like, oh, my gosh, we won. Or you lose a game, you're like, oh, it's the end of the world. I mean, we were winning every, you know, two out of three each series. And if we would lost the first game of the series, there was no panic button. Everybody's just like, oh, okay, well, we're good. We're guaranteed to win the next two pretty much. And, I mean, you look at the town on that roster. I mean, Evan White won a gold glove. You had Kyle Lewis won, obviously, rookie of the year. Had a great season. You look behind the plate, we had great catchers. Um, you know, we had Donnie Wallen at shortstop, Jordan Cowan at, at second base. And, you know, the bullpen and starting pitching depth was unbelievable. I know something – I think the first – Three weeks I was there, I think like our worst start was like six and two thirds, which is like <laughs> ridiculous because <laughs> I remember I got there and I was like, I'm not pitching. No, barely anybody's pitching. I think I threw one inning like the first week I was there. And wow. I was like, that was kind of it. Like there's no other time to throw because everyone was going seven, eight innings. So, yeah, I mean, you kind of hit on the nose with the question and yeah. That's great to hear. A sign for good things to come for sure. I mean, I personally as a Mariners fan cannot wait to see everyone at the big league level in a couple of years and hopefully uh, putting on a good winning product to bringing playoff baseball back to Seattle. But Sam, thank you so much for joining us today. Once again, Mariners number 20 prospect, Sam Delaplane. Uh, we wish you the best of luck as you head into spring training and we hope to see you pitching at T-Mobile Park sometime soon this season. I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Thanks Sam.